footsteps lurk in the dark. A beautiful girl is in danger. You You're not getting away. To be sure, the police are going to get you. Your sister is a whore, and you are big. Don't talk about my sister that way. After all, this is her place. What ingredients go in the secret recipe of the mad butcher's sausages? Meat is meat. Sir Lawrence? I'm quite sure. Mm -hmm. But uh, I don't see where she came out. Oh, no, no, she didn't come out. At least not before 7 o'clock when I went off duty. What did you do about it? Uh, come here. Yes, where did you get these sausages? I bought the finest in Vienna. Who made this, this wonderful sausage of yours? Of the layman, the butcher. In the future, you should inspect all sausages for buttons. the blood-chilling story of the insane sausage-maker. Hi, this is Brandon Ford, and welcome to another bonus edition of the Blind Rage Podcast. This week, we are doing the 1971 exploitation film, The Mad Butcher, starring Victor Bono. And I haven't listened to this particular episode for a while, but it's one that I remember being kind of funny and one that I had a particular good time doing because I was punchy as hell. And um, what I would occasionally do way back when I was doing B-Movie Bonanza regularly there was no by the way method to my madness i would just record whenever i wanted to i would post episodes whenever i wanted to there was never any specific day of the week there was never any um set amount of episodes to post per week i would just post whenever the fuck i felt like it and I remember there was a weekend when I posted three episodes in a row. Uh, yeah, because I have that kind of time on my hands. But I have been a troubled sleeper for many, many years. And I don't have sleep apnea. Uh, I don't have any formal diagnosis as far as what I may have. 
however, I know I'm a light sleeper, I know that, but as far as uh, sleep studies, uh, sleep studies go, I've never partook, but I do know that I am a troubled sleeper, and I have to go to bed with some kind of sleep aid, and after trying pretty much every single prescribed sleep aid, I just decided to stick with good old-fashioned Tylenol PM. I took Unisom for many, many years, and then I had to stop because it started making me too hungry, and sleep aids tend to have that effect. Tylenol PM definitely does have that effect on me. It, it gives me a uh, sometimes ravenous appetite. Um, but anywho, generally, what would happen that would lead to the recording of episodes such as The Mad Butcher is... I would take my Tylenol PM, I would get into bed, I would roll around, I would punch pillows, I would try everything in my power to fall asleep, and then when I couldn't, I would groggily slog over to the computer, get in the chair, pull out the voice recorder, and just start recording. And uh, not only would I be very tired, but I would be very punchy because of the Tylenol PM. So sometimes I don't even remember what, what came out of my mouth when I was recording these episodes because I was half in the bag. And uh, generally, what I remember most about the recording of these episodes is cracking myself up. I thought I was hilarious. And, um, yeah, I guess you'll have to see. I, um, I think Silent Night, the Silent Night, Deadly Night might have been a product of one of those nights. I'm almost positive that Prom Night 2 is, um, is one of those, but I can't say for sure, because I don't remember which ones were and which ones weren't, because everything kind of blended together. But anywho, yeah, so this is The Mad Butcher, I'm not very appreciated slice of uh, Italian exploitation uh, from the Grindhouse period. Something Weird Video put it out on DVD. I'm not sure if it ever had a Blu-ray release. Uh, I haven't looked, but... Also, um, I apologize for the trailer because there is a significant gap. Uh, a little bit of silence in the trailer and that is because it's another trailer that I had to uh, extract from YouTube because there is no trailer on the DVD but I don't know what, what the deal with that is but apparently there was some kind of um, 
flub in the negative. Whatever. Neither here nor there. So, moving right along. Um, we are going to begin with a 10 count. And uh, if you want to watch along, feel free to do so. I don't know how many different versions of the film there are, but uh, like I said, I used, well, I used the Something Weird video DVD. I go into um, how long that particular version is and all that good stuff. In case you want to queue it up and watch it, it might be on YouTube. It would surprise me. It would surprise me if it wasn't on YouTube, actually. So there's going to be a 10 count, and then we're going to start the movie. And the goofiness. Um, hilarity will ensue. Before we get to the movie, uh, as always, I want to encourage you to please head over to Amazon and check out my books in paperback and Kindle editions. My most recent title, The Mystery of Kelly Christopher, in particular, the audiobook will probably still be in production by the time this episode is posted but it is coming soon to hold you over however i do have a number of other audiobooks available i have progressive entrapment under review right now so that will be out in audiobook format very soon for the time being, you can catch Dreams of Sharp Teeth, Open Wounds, The Final Girl, Coffee at Midnight, Decayed Etchings, a whole bunch of titles. And once again, they all are also available in paperback and Kindle format. So just go over to Amazon.com and type in Brandon Ford or Brandon Ford Books. And you should see my author page. Very old picture of me with a very full beard. It's kind of outdated. And uh, yeah, please click on my author page and have a look at my books. And also, if you have any questions, comments, concerns, opinions, critiques about the podcast, please feel free, or you just want to say hi, feel free to email me at blindragepod81 at gmail.com once again that's blindragepod81 at gmail.com yes if you want to just say hi or you want to suggest a movie that I do uh, feel free to reach out and um, please follow me on Instagram you can find me at writer Brandon Ford believe okay so we're gonna get to the 10 count and then we're going to start the mad butcher Ten, nine, eight, seven, six, five, four. Three, two, one.
Hi, this is Brandon Ford of bfmovies.blogspot.com and welcome to another edition of Brandon Ford's B-Movie Bonanza. This time around, we are watching Victor Bono in the 1971... Uh, I hesitate to use the term cult classic, but we'll go with that. Um, the Mad Butcher, a.k.a. Meat is Meat, um, as it is sometimes referred I want to ref I want to uh, talk about this opening scene real quick before I get into anything because I never really quite understood it. It obviously takes place at the sanitarium, and there is an inmate who is fleeing from or attempting to flee from the premises, and he's being chased by two orderlies, and he's screaming. Um, in terror and saying no no the mad butcher no and the orderlies who are chasing after him and ultimately put him in a sack it looks like um when i could be wrong i could be mistaken but it sounds to me very much like one of them is saying, stop him, he's going to tell. Um, I don't know. I never understood that. Um, because the movie takes place after Victor Bono's character has been, <clears throat> excuse me, has been released from the sanitarium so... I can only assume that this that scene was meant to be something of a preface to show well I mean he couldn't be wreaking any kind of havoc in the sanitarium um, because he does ultimately get released after I think I think it's two years it's been quite a while since I've seen this movie truth be told but I don't understand, and I never understood why that guy was freaking out and why he was running from the sanitarium and why he was running from the, um, Otto, his name is, uh, Victor Bono's character. Uh, um, why he was so terrified of of Otto because at this point Otto didn't even do anything really he was actually locked in a sanitarium for hitting a woman with two pounds of liver he didn't kill anyone there's no cannibalism there's none of that stuff so I don't it doesn't it's not gelling um, And this also really doesn't make much sense because this scene here, Otto is, um, actually I have an uncle who's named Otto, who is of German descent. Um, but this scene also kind of gives one pause because Otto is talking with his doctor who is telling him that he's being released but Otto really doesn't want to leave for whatever reason but then 
when he gets back to his butcher shop, he seems kind of, um, well, first and foremost, he seems very happy to be back at work. And second, he seems to have a bit of a chip on his shoulder about being committed. And he seems to place a lot of blame on his wife, um, whom he doesn't really care for all that much. Um, so, yeah, he, he doesn't want to leave, but... When he's home, he's happy. I don't, I don't get it. But anyway, um, I'm watching the Something Weird video DVD, which is, I think, the only way to see the movie in uh, digital format. I don't think it's... Well, unless it's streaming. I'm sure it's probably streaming. It's some... Some platforms, but I uh, don't think there's a Blu-ray because I don't think the movie has much of a following, and there really isn't even um, there. There's there's not much information about the movie on IMDb. There isn't even a Wikipedia page, so. And see now, Otto is being has just been released and he he can't get he doesn't I don't even think he ever goes home um he goes from the sanitarium to the butcher shop and he spends the um length of the film there uh sleeping in the upstairs uh, room or one of the upstairs rooms. There's got to be more than one. Because uh, he has some guests. But anywho. Um, it's so... It, it always just... I, I never could wrap my brain around... Um, why Victor Bono would do a movie like this because it's very much an exploitation movie it's very much a B film um, and at this point Victor Bono was not only a very accomplished actor uh, and a trained actor but he was also an Academy Award nominated actor and usually, if actors, uh, film actors, do movies like this, those that are um, uh, worthy of um, an Academy Award or at least a nomination, do movies like this before, long, long before, when they've had time to hone their, their craft. And uh, this came out 10 years after the movie that he was nominated for, which was Whatever Happened to Baby Jane. He was nominated for, I think it was Best Supporting Actor. He didn't get it, um, but he was nominated, and that counts for something. And um, 
around the same time he was also doing i think yeah that was his first movie but he did an awful lot of tv he was known primarily for playing the king tut character uh villain in um the original i think it was the original batman series and um he played a lot of villains throughout his career i'm just going by what i read on wikipedia uh which i say that i never do um but he played a lot of villains in very th that's one of my favorite lines <laughs> that line always makes me cracks me up when she this customer i don't i don't know Schnitzels. She wants schnitzel. Um, and uh, he's packaging them after they're sliced. And the woman goes, don't you beat them? And he goes, what? I just love the look on his face and the way he says it. What? Because schnitzels apparently are never beaten. Um... So, what was I saying? Um, yeah. Um, yeah, Victor Bono was also an accomplished uh, singer, too. And he did a lot of TV um, before Baby Jane, his first movie, with Betty Davis, of course, and Joan Crawford. And he also went on to do Hush, Hush, Sweet Charlotte, again with uh, Betty Davis, which was, for those of you who don't know, um, by the same... Uh, uh, Sweet Charlotte was um, based on a short story written by the same author who wrote the novel uh whatever happened to baby jane and the short story was originally titled whatever happened to i think cousin charlotte or or aunt charlotte something like that um and then they changed the title um for the movie because they're not related I don't, I don't know why the author decided to choose such similar titles for... And then here we have a flashback to that crazy guy. I don't get that again. Um, but I recently read... I recently read the book... Um, Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, which includes... Um, whatever happened to Aunt Charlotte or Cousin Charlotte or, or whomever. Three years. He was, in the, he was in the asylum for three years. Um, but, yeah, that was um, Baby Jane, that is. That was his big break and he he worked consistently until his death at a very early age he died at 43 um of a heart attack i can only assume because of his large frame he was a very big man 
and with um, weight comes, you know, uh, the strain on the heart. So, um, but it is, it's very, it's, it's a shame because he was a very gifted actor, a very gifted um, character actor. And um, wish he could have taken better care of himself. Um, so, yeah, I first saw The Mad Butcher under the title, The Mad Butcher. I didn't even know that it was called Meat is Meat in some... It's called Meat is Meat in some... Um, I don't know if it was actually distributed as Meat is Meat on VHS or whatever, or shown theatrically as Meat is Meat in the U.S., but I believe that is one of the alternative titles that was used in the U.S. But I saw it as The Mad Butcher on VHS when I rented it from the mom and pop that comes up in every video. Um, every, my, the mom and pop video store that comes up in every episode of uh, B-Movie Bonanza. And it does have a really, really cool... Um, it did have a really cool artwork. I believe it's it's very much an exploitation movie um movie um uh, artwork uh, that would be a really cool poster to have but i believe it's in the exploitation art section of the b-movie bonanza blog i've seen it under different with different covers and the cover that the something weird video shows is awful I really wish they would have, especially with the line, the string of sausages going around. Ugh, I, I hate that cover. And that weird face that Victor Bono is making because it's it's a shot of him toward the end of the, very, very end of the movie, right when he's uh, pulling for the straight razor. And he's in kind of an awkward position. I don't know why they would use that image of him, but it's not a good, it's not a good cover. But... The cover that is was on the the big box VHS that I saw at my uh, mom and pop, uh, and is in I believe the um, exploitation art uh, section of the blog has uh, Otto in mid he's in it's he's in mid motion swinging i believe it's an axe or a meat cleaver and uh there's a teeny tiny little naked woman in a meat grinder and you could see the tippity top of her butt crack and her hands are up and it's just really it's just really fun and exploitive and i always really like that that artwork I it would be really really neat I think to have that as like a poster or something that would be cool um so yeah that's where I first saw it and I believe 
that this is done a lot with Dario Argento's movies, but it's something that I had never seen before. Um, uh, which is the dubbing, because I knew that there were foreign films. I saw this movie at a very young age. I was probably about 11 or 12. And I knew that there were foreign films that were dubbed into English um, because I was a fan of the... I grew up when the original Swedish and the American, um, Pippi Longstocking. Um, the original Swedish Pippi Longstocking movies that were dubbed into English and then later the New Adventures of Pippi Longstocking, which was an American movie. I was a big fan of those, but I'd never seen a foreign film with American actors who do their lines in English while everybody else does theirs in whatever foreign tongue the movie is filmed in. And I believe this is filmed in Italian. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, I believe this is Italian. Um, but yeah, Dario Argento does that a lot. Um, I'll have American or sometimes American actors do their lines in English. And I think... Um, I think he also does, if I'm not mistaken... I don't know why I'm talking about Argento, because we're not watching an Argento movie, but if I'm not mistaken, I think, if I might be thinking of another director, but I think he does two versions, at least of certain movies, where the actors, if he has actors who are bilingual, will do the lines in both English and Italian and he'll shoot two different takes um, or have to shoot two different versions of the movie which I think is interesting because you know dubbing is kind of cheesy but if it works it works but uh, I'm, I mean it's better I think to have the dubbing done by native English speaking performers than non-native English-speaking performers who have very thick accents and don't have a firm grasp on what they're saying. Because you could always tell when someone who doesn't speak the, act, uh, the language has no idea what they're saying. Um, especially in music. If you, um, if you listen to uh, non-English speaking singers or foreign singers from foreign territories try to perform English songs you can you can always tell it's very obvious that they don't know what they're saying they're just trying to uh, mimic what they hear um, but there's something that I I, I've been meaning to do a commentary track for this 
for a while and I'd been hesitant because I wasn't exactly 100% sure what I was going to talk about because I don't know a whole lot about the movie since there isn't, again, a whole lot out there on the production or the movie itself. But I knew that there was one thing that I wanted to address. Um, and that is, for those of you who are around my age or a little bit older, I'm sure are familiar with the Alvin Schwartz books, uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, and Scary Stories 3, More Tales to Chill Your Bones. Now, in More Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, there is, and by the way, the original Scary Stories was published in, I believe, 1981. More Scary Stories was published in, I believe, 87. And Scary Stories 3 was, I believe, 91. These, again, are three books that I grew up on. And I think a lot of horror fans who grew up on the genre grew up on those books as well and um in more scary stories to tell in the dark there is a very brief because they're all they're all pretty they're short shorts as they're as they're known um the proper term for stories of such a length they're short shorts, usually a page, a couple pages. And there's one in the second book called Wonderful Sausage. And it is very similar to The Mad Butcher in that it deals with a butcher who, for no real apparent reason, I don't think, goes on a murder spree and... In this story, he goes after kids, I believe. It was just kids, fat, fat kids, and, um, oh, and, pet, and, and pets. Well, I think it was anybody, to tell you the truth, but I remember, or maybe it was a, maybe it was a fat kid that, that uh, was his undoing because he got away at the end of the story. I remember that, but... Um, but yeah, he would just like start, he would just throw people into the meat grinder. And um, the story ends, as, I'm, as I just said, I'm pretty sure with a plump boy, adolescent boy, going into the butcher shop for something and... It just says something like the, I don't remember the butcher's name in that story, but he just grabs him by the collar. There's no real fight or struggle or anything. It seems by that point in the story, he's just bored with what he's doing. And uh, 
not putting a whole lot of effort into his the task at hand. So he just grabs him by the collar and starts dragging him toward the meat grinder. And uh, the kid gets away and runs out of the shop and the butcher chases after him with a, a knife or a meat cleaver or something like that. And the way the story ends is um, his, uh, his fate becomes something of a legend in the town. Um, and I remember one uh, story, different stories are, were passed around from person to person as to what actually happened to him after he was seen chasing this kid through the town. And one of the stories that was going around was that he was fed to his own meat grinder, um, by a group of vigilantes who were um, out to avenge um, their families and pets and children and whoever had been ground up and served as, uh, as meat. And yeah, I bring that up not only because of the striking similarities between the story itself um, and the fact that, spoiler alert, Otto does fall into the big meat grinder sausage maker thing at the end of the movie. Um... But there is a scene toward the end of the movie where, um, because his, of course, you know, whenever there's a movie about cannibalism or a story about cannibalism, those who eat it and don't know what they're eating always rave about how delicious it is. That's like a thing. Do you ever notice it's a thing too in, um, in movies where something disgusting is put into a drink or in someone's food or something like that and there's always 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 a scene of them eating or drinking whatever it is and either nodding about how or commenting on how delectable and savory it is and meanwhile they're just like you know drinking a cup of coffee with a wad of phlegm in it and it's always meant to make the viewer go Ugh. but and it's so fucking cliche but um yeah this is a case where the entire town has been eating sausages made from human flesh and toward the end of the movie the counselor, I guess that's a city counselor. I don't, I, don't, I don't know what their Vienna, what the fuck, the Austrian, what they're, I guess that's like a, 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 gov, a governor. I don't know. 
what the equivalent is in the United States. You could tell I'm American. Um, so the counselor, I believe it's the counselor, who has heard all these stories about how amazing the sausage is, finally gets to taste it for himself. And when he does, he finds a ring in it, which the main girl that Otto had kept captive threw into the sausage maker in order to like to draw attention so he says to whoever brought him the sausage who made this wonderful sausage um and because he said that line wonderful so who made this wonderful sausage and the story in More Scary Stories Tell in the Dark is called Wonderful Sausage. I always found a correlation there and wondered if Alvin Schwartz was purposely paying homage to the movie since, again, they're so similar, and then we have that title. I don't think it was coincidence. It can't be coincidence. But then again... It could, yeah, it could. I don't think it could be, but um, the stories in um, in uh, the Scary Stories trilogy are all supposedly based on uh, folklore, and so which. leads one to believe that uh, there was an urban legend or myth at some point involving a butcher who was serving up members of the town as sausage and selling selling it. Um, I personally had never heard it, such a story before, but, um, I don't know, I find it a little, a little weird. I think, I think, although Alvin Schwartz claimed to have done a lot of research on the stories prior to writing them, I don't know. A lot of them seem like he just made them up. or And a lot of them are very, very similar. Um, and a lot of them are very stupid. Very silly. Very, I mean, like, it's kind of fun when you're, like, eight, nine, ten years old. But... When you read them as an adult, it's like, Jesus Christ. In particular, the, uh, there's all, there was always, like, a number of those gotcha stories where, um, it's like, uh, the, um, what was the one with the silver dollars, I think? 
who's got it's like who's got my money um i think you're supposed to go you got it things like that but um there was a bunch of those and i remember there was one that was really really stupid i think it was called bloody fingers and uh it was about um a house that was supposedly haunted by a guy with bloody fingers and he would like uh he would like uh haunt the premises by saying bloody fingers bloody fingers or some such nonsense and uh everybody who goes there is uh scared <laughs> is scared to the point where they flee terrified to the point where they flee except for the last uh, guy who stays there and he, i remember he was a he was a guitarist and he was like kind of a hippie and he just says cool it man and get yourself a band-aid it's very womp womp Anywho, back to the Mad Butcher. Did I cite my source? Yeah, I'm watching the Something Weird video. Something Weird um, has really done a fantastic job over the years of putting out movies that have either been long, long lost or shown only like you know on 42nd street and never really had a never had at all a vhs release and things like that i know um i was never exactly 100 percent sure what frank henenlutter's role in something weird is if he's a uh, co-founder or what but i know he does a lot, of, a lot of stuff for them and some of his movies have been well i think just the original basket case was uh, really but he's done he's he's moderated a number of commentary tracks and i love his commentary he's one of those i know i've said this before but he's one of those just fascinating people that has the most interesting stories and I could just listen to for hours and hours and hours and he does like I said he moderates commentaries um for movies that he didn't work on himself and I wish the mad butcher was one of them but sadly it's not but uh there are some certain celebrities that I could just listen to, or certain filmmakers rather, that have led, or you know, a com people who have accomplished. Her, this hooker with the ridiculous drawn lips. I don't. I don't know why. I mean, like, why would you? Why? Why? Would you do that to your face? And then there's another. There's a. There, there's a, the um. That crazy old lady, 
who got hit with the um, with the liver, and she's got some fucked up makeup too. Like she like has her lipstick drawn on crooked or something, or she was like painting on a mo- I don't know what it, what what it was, but these. Austrian women don't know what the hell they're doing when it comes to putting on makeup because the shit is fucked up. Um, so, so yeah, um, Otto's wife's, well, Otto's brother-in-law, very, very hairy little man, Decides to bring this hooker with the painted lips back to the butcher shop. No, he. But the thing was, he knew that Otto was staying there, so I don't know why he thought that he was going to get away with this. And doesn't he have a place to go? I'm nitpicking, but there's some holes in the plot here. Shit doesn't make sense. I can't really see because I'm not watching the movie with my glasses on and I'm uh, I'm lying in bed again because uh, I couldn't sleep and I decided to be productive. My... Um, my um, sleeping pill didn't, didn't kick in, although it might by the end of the movie. So if I start talking, uh, t- start talking even more nonsensically than ordinarily, you'll know why. Um, and I think the raspiness in my voice is key as to uh, is a dead giveaway that. Um, I'm not in, <clears throat> well, I'm never in a correct mental state, but <laughs> I'm in less of a, I'm in less of a, uh, coherent state than I ordinarily am. Um, but yeah, and see... Otto, um, Otto kicks out the brother-in-law, and, um, and, uh, keeps, well, he rips off the woman's dress, so she can't leave, (laughs) so she can't leave, and... He kind of, like, holds her hostage, which I think is kind of funny. And I don't know if they're fucking... Well, they I, they fuck at least once. You, that... You don't see it, but that's clear. I mean, like, you know, because she's, uh, naked. And, um flaunting it, and then goes toward the bed, and he follows after her. And uh, we cut to the next scene, so we know something had to have gone down. Especially with um, his... Did he kill the wife? He must have killed the wife. I don't know. 
don't know if he killed her. I think he did. Did he? I don't know. I had the sound turned down really low. But... Um... See... That's another thing that I don't really understand. I mean... It, 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 he might have been... I just want to say something about this guy that's supposed to be... He's the reporter, and he's supposed to be American. And I don't think he is... I don't remember if he's dubbed, but I think he... I think he is. Um, what was I saying? Um... I guess because he misses, I think her name was, um, the fuck was her name? The crazy old lady with the fucked up makeup, um, the second female character in the movie with fucked up makeup. Oh no, she's not dead. Wait, no, wait. No, this is her. Craziness. Oh, he's, and I love that he's going to hit her with a chicken in a second. Yeah. Uh, he's going to hit her with a chicken. But, um. But, yeah. He, he must have. Yeah, he must have killed the wife because he's paranoid because he thinks that she knows that crazy old lady that he hit with the liver. But what the fuck was I trying, the point that I was trying to make? Um, I think that uh, he must have been, he must have been um, close to the edge if he, if he, um, oh God, I really, really hope you guys can't hear my stomach railing, especially since the voice recorder is resting on my chest and it's not very far from my belly and this voice recorder is supposed to pick things up that are kind of um kind of uh not not so not so prominent i guess is not the word I'm looking for. Where and I keep going off the track. Um, what the fuck was I saying? Yeah, I guess that Otto was. Um, Otto was. Kind of, uh, he was a bit of a live wire, we'll say that. It doesn't really take much to push him over the edge. I mean, if you're going to hit somebody with two pounds of liver, and, and, um, well, I just thought of something. Because, because he says, in the beginning that he doesn't want to leave the asylum which I don't understand why anybody would say I don't want to leave here um, 
but I can only assume that he's saying that he doesn't want to leave because he doesn't want to go home to his wife, who he clearly does not think very highly of. Um, and maybe he just wanted to return to the butcher shop, which is, again, well, probably why he never goes home. But she continues to uh, nag him. And, um, she, uh, she continues to nag him and that kind of really pushes him over the edge and he kills her. So I don't understand why he did, cause you know, I'm sure that this was a new behavior. I'm sure she was a bit of a nag previously. So I don't understand why he didn't kill her before or why murdering her wasn't what had what why why would hitting somebody with some liver get you sent to a fucking sanitarium the the mental fucking diagnoses in Austria must be pretty you know must be pretty uh What's the word I'm looking for? And the, and the hooker is kind of voluntarily being held prisoner. There's no fucking reason. She's wearing his shirt. Why can't she put a pair, which is huge, because he's huge. So there's no fucking reason in the world why she can't just get up off her ass and leave. Um, so... Yeah, she's like voluntarily being kept prisoner in the bedroom. Um, knowing that he wants her to stay quiet, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. And I don't understand how long, how long she's been there because the brother-in-law comes back and says. She's been away from the club for too long, so she had to have been gone. She has to have been in this room for at least a few days. Uh-oh, she found the wife's dress. I don't like this this bit here with the uh, choking business with the um, the tongue. I don't know if that really happens, but I've never. I think I might have seen it once or twice in movies before, but I've never seen. I I almost have. Okay, I mean it just looks weird when you go to choke somebody out when their fucking tongue pops out of their mouth. It's just, I don't like it. Um, but the, uh, I think one of the alternative titles in uh, Viennese or Austrian or whatever, or Italian, this movie has so many different alternative t titles 
in different languages that it's kind of absurd and I was strongly considering translating them all but I decided to just wing this episode and just <laughs> babble incoherently um, with the uh, Tylenol PM slowly pulsing through my veins but I believe one of the alternative titles was something like the mad well it translates to like the mad strangler of vienna or something like that which really doesn't go i don't think i don't think i don't really think of him as a strangler because even though he is strangling he doesn't really cut people up but he doesn't use knives to kill he uses knives to cook but well I guess that makes sense because you know you want to choke somebody out if you stab them you might fuck up the meat um but yeah nevertheless I don't really think of him as a strangler I think of him more as a butcher um so I wouldn't have used Strangler in the title, because when you think of Strangler, you think of like the Boston Strangler and shit like that. Hey, we have some romance. Vienna's really beautiful though. I would love to go to Vienna. Um. I think Victor Bono died in like 1982, something like that. Like I said, he was like 43. I wonder if he, if how he felt about this movie. And again, I wonder why he made this movie. I don't understand that. And it wasn't like he was far, he was American. He was born in San Diego. So I don't understand I don't get it unless he was hard up for work you got a nice sausage for me that was really that was a really bad voice that they chose to dub and everybody that eats them I'm pretty sure says the same thing best I've eaten Best I've eaten, not to. So I'm not exactly sure what um what this character does. I don't remember what her name is, but um Otto. Uh, Otto has a bit of an infatuation with her and he watches her nightly from the window because she tends to undress in front of a in front of a shade but she works for this counselor who is like the fucking governor whatever the fuck mayor I don't know 
but she does some kind of work for the counselor and his wife who have a very very a very high moral compass and they think that staying out um past like all that what was that eleven o'clock is uh considered to be in poor taste and uh especially if you're gonna give a little smooching outside the door so she gets fired and uh has to um has to spend the night with um she calls him Air Layman. I don't speak Austrian or Viennese or whatever it is, so I don't know what. I would assume it means Mr. Yeah, Frida was the hooker, Anna was the wife. I don't understand. See, he didn't really. He he's talking. He's being the brother-in-law is being interrogated, and they want to know where. They want to know where, um, or what happened the night he saw Frida last. And he says that he took her to the the room at the butcher shop. It doesn't exactly say why he didn't take her home with him. So that's still not clear. That's funny. He beat me up and then he pushed me down the stairs. Oh, Jesus. This doughy son of a bitch. It's also fucking hilarious when he gets beer balls and he claims that uh, he knows exactly what Otto's been up to and he starts, you know, flashing Anna's buttons, the buttons of her dress or whatever, saying that he knows. Why would you do that, though, if it was your sister? I mean, don't you have, like, some kind of... Love? I don't know, but he thinks, I mean, I would assume that if somebody got some beer balls and decided to confront the person who quite obviously killed their sister, I don't think they'd be laughing about it and saying, ha ha ha, I got you now. I'd be like, or I would think they would be like, you son of a bitch, you killed my sister. Possible to know what you're looking for, Inspector. I have customers waiting outside. Um, They'll wait, Mr. Lehman. We have a regular search warrant. What's in this? Careful, Inspector. Sulfuric acid. What's it used for? <laughs> 
I guess it's funny too. Powdered bones are sold to the glue manufacturer. And he puts the finger to his lips. It's so funny. It's so stupid. I wonder if that's true. <laughs> I will go to the lunatic asylum as opposed to the normal person asylum. <laughs> the sane asylum as opposed to the insane asylum. <laughs> I'm getting slap happy thanks to Tylenol I for a long time this was one of my favorite um, this was one of my favorites so bad it's good movies but as I, I I come to find a lot of these don't hold up I talked about this at length and a few other commentaries because of uh, demented demented and criminally insane were two movies that are just so 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 bad that I just la I just had so much fun just laughing at the ridiculousness and the absurdity and the performances in the, in the story but then I mean like nothing unless it's you know, exceptional, which is rare. Uh, I mean, nothing, nothing in film really stays funny forever. You can only laugh at a certain movie so, so many times, unless it's something like, you know, fucking Wayne's World or something like that, where you can watch it a million times and it's still brilliantly fucking hilarious. But, some of these movies I've come to find just don't hold up as far as um, camp or, or um, novelty value is concerned. And while I'm chuckling at some of the stuff now, watching it, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that I haven't seen this movie in so long. I don't even know the last time I watched it. But there are certain things in Victor Bono's performance that I do get a kick out of. Oh, and by the way, I do want to say that this is the first commentary that I'm doing with my wireless headphones. So I'm able to lie comfortably in bed with the voice recorder on my chest and I don't have to worry about any wires or because I did do another commentary I think it was from yeah it was from Mind Games I think that was the only one um and I have an extension 
um, auxiliary wire. And, uh, yeah, they're doing the cha-cha-cha. Back to that, to that. Well, they didn't need the callback yet, but did they introduce the ring? Yeah, I don't think. I think she says that the ring was her grandmother's or something, and that. Wait, I think. Oh no, she's an hour late. Um. But I think she says that it was her grandmother's ring, and that's why it, it holds such sentimental value. Then when they show it, it's a cheap-ass-looking thing. It reminded me of that ring in the movie Selena that the um, that the uh, the woman who killed her bought. It's like a little egg. It's all cheap-looking. Um. Yeah, but cheap or not, but she said it never leaves her finger, so I'm sure that finger is pretty green. If I'm free then. Wait, is she about to say it now? She must have already said it. You've been writing again, Wagoner. Mm. Alley cats. I, that's funny. I mean, I've never. Well, no. I, I, we don't really have a whole lot of alley cats in South Philly. Here, yeah, here we go with the uh, the brother-in-law. He thinks he's all fucking clever because he happened upon some shit that the police didn't. Is it Anna or Hana? The, the wife. So yeah, he's laughing about about uh, finding the buttons from the dress, and that Otto will be going back to the loony bin to stay. And then he says, "I'm only kidding. I don't know anything." <laughs> um. That was kind of a, a, a dumb line. I wonder if that was improvised. I'll teach you how to make sausages. <laughs> Good grief. I remember, I don't think, 
I, I think I'm almost positive. Okay, well, here's, here's, here's the deal. I'm pretty sure that I saw the made-for-TV remake of Whatever Happened to Baby Jane, which was titled Whatever Happened to dot 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 question mark. Um, I remember I watched it the night it aired. I must have been really little. It was like 89 or something like that. But I'm pretty sure that I saw it with Vanessa. I think it was Vanessa Lynn Redgrave. Um, but I'm pretty sure that I saw that before I saw the original with Betty Davis and I didn't see, I'm, I'm pretty positive. I didn't see the original, whatever happened to baby Jane until after I saw the mad butcher and I remember looking, watching it. And seeing Victor Bono play the pianist, um, and thinking like, wait, the f what the fuck? Why is Mad Butcher in a movie like, in a movie that's like fucking, like considered one of the greatest horror movies of all time? I, 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 it just like really kind of threw me, because I really didn't know anything about his career as far as I was concerned the Mad Butcher was the only thing that he'd ever done because I, I I saw the original Batman series when I was a kid but I don't remember it much I didn't remember it much and I didn't remember any King Tut villain I just remember the Joker and shit um She's gonna be spending the night in the uh, in the uh, spare room up up in up atop the uh, butcher shop, and he's gonna try to get his jollies. I love how though she has like a fucking in the <laughs> in the bedroom. There's like a basin, a little basin of water for her to wash up. And like, why can't you like go in the bathroom? Like, what year is this? In the 70s, I'm pretty sure they had running water in bathrooms. You don't have a sink. Like, why are you splashing yourself with a bit? I don't, I don't get it. Or maybe that's an Austrian custom to wash up in the bedroom. I know some people still use chamber pots. So... Or why don't you take a shower? Woman. Wash them titties in the... <laughs> in the shower. I'm getting slap happy as fuck. This movie better be over soon because I don't know if I'm going to be... 
I don't know if I'm gonna be able to make it to the to the well it's not even end credits, it's just, just like the I, I think it's just the end. And it says bone appetit or some shit like that. Or it says bone it's just like bone bone appet or something. And then it adds an L or no, I don't know. I know it says bone appetit. Oh 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 she throws the, she throws the base and Adam. See, and this is a person, a purposeful mislead because she, um, what is she, she discovered the, uh, the brother-in-law, I think it was, and, um, as soon as she's, uh, you see her screaming, you see the, uh, the sausage maker meat grinder thing at work. And you're supposed to believe that he put her in there, but I guess he put the brother-in-law. Yeah, it was de <laughs> it was definitely the brother-in-law because <laughs> the uh, fucking whatever the guy's name is asked Otto if uh, the sausages were of the same quality. Otto says, "Oh yes, I used a very special pig." That's horrible. Oh dear. But uh, I don't see where she came out. Oh no, no, she didn't come out. Not before seven o'clock when I went off duty. Mm. What did you do about it? And I think uh I think um the mad butcher might have been ahead of its time because uh I know cannibals refer to the human body as long pig because uh, human human flesh supposedly, I think I talked about this before, human flesh supposedly tastes remarkably like pork. Um, but... Yeah, there's a couple of, there's one movie called, I think it's called Long Pigs, plural. Um, that's like a mockumentary about a cannibal. And then there's another one just called Long Pig, singular. Neither one of them are all that good. But um where is she now? She went out looking for a job, but she'll come back. Her suitcase is upstairs. Here's her bag. I'm uh the novel I'm actually working on now deals with cannibalism. Cannibalism is a is a sub I have some very oddball I wouldn't call it an obsession, but interest 
it's, I think cannibalism is an interesting subject. Although, well, in true crime, well, and in movies too, and in fiction, general fiction, I mean, although it can get to the point where it's a little too disturbing, but, um, Um, that was, I remember, I did, I recently, um, um, I recently did some research, and by research I mean Wikipedia, on the, um, well, no, I did, I, I did peruse some other websites, but I, um, I didn't know that the Scary Stories trilogy, getting back to the Scary Stories trilogy, caused such an uproar um, around the time that they were first published in that um, some administrators and parents and so on were not too happy that... Um, Grammar schools were carrying the books in their libraries because some of them do deal with some pretty dark themes, including cannibalism. Um, and so they tried to get them banned. Um, but that, admittedly, though, that is kind of kind well it's put uh, i'm torn i mean on one hand it is a bit much for eight nine ten year old kids to be reading about cannibalism but at the same time it's done it's written and done in such a campy way that it's it's more tongue-in-cheek than anything else. Um, although I do remember being creeped out by some of the stories in those books, but those were the ones that were more psychological. Um, who made this wonderful sausage of yours? There's the line. This is sausages are poison. A ring, you consider a ring poison? Yes, that's right. I consider lie poison, okay? I consider fucking, fucking, what's that shit that's like the go-to poison for everything? Fucking, um, now it's escaping me because the Tylenol PM is pulsing through my veins. Arsenic, thank you. I don't know where that came from. <sighs> Brain fart. <sighs> Wait, Bertha? That was, that's not her name, is it? Bertha? That pretty girl? I hope that's not her name. Because that's a shame. Understand me. 
Okay, this I could have done without. My wife doesn't understand me. He like, you know, to show that he's he's completely unhinged at this point. And uh speaking about a wife that he already murdered. I love this this intense music like we're supposed to be frightened. I wonder if audiences at the time found this movie at all suspenseful because it is so unbelievably dated and the, and the performances are so campy. I can only imagine if this movie was being shown theatrically today. If, like the uh, Alamo Draft House or whatever <laughs> had a uh, had a showing of the Mad Butcher, but I think everybody who was involved in it is probably dead. Either that or in Austria. I've never heard of the this little that little plot point where. Um, he gets a certificate after he's discharged from the asylum that says he's sane. And he, like, frames it and puts it on the fucking wall. Or did he frame it? I think, I don't know if he framed it, but he put it on the wall. Um, as, like, some kind of university diploma. It's like, look, this is my degree of sanity. You know, you think I'm crazy? Look at this fucking paper. It reminds me of that Seinfeld um, joke about doctors uh, putting all of their diplomas on the wall. I really am a doctor, you know. If you think I'm not, just check it out. In this case, it's... I really am sane, you know. If you think I'm not, just check it out. <laughs> Slap happy, laughing at my own jokes. Sad thing is I laugh at my own jokes even when I'm not slap happy. We're, thankfully, we're, we're closing in on the, uh, on the end here because I'm starting to fade pretty quickly. This did kind of go fast, considering. Although I'm sure everybody out there listening, I don't. I, I, I really would like to know how many of you actually listen to my entire commentaries from beginning to end, and I would like to know even more how many of you actually watch the movies with me. And how many of you actually fucking listen to fucking commentaries at all? Oh god. You know, I was considering, because I've been fearful about, um, even though I don't even know how to do it, mainly because I don't know how to do it, but I've been... I wanted to make files 
um, with my commentaries mixed in with the movies as opposed to just a still image, but I know that that would probably get in trouble, even though there is tons and tons of copyrighted material on YouTube, but I was considering briefly doing a commentary without the headphones and having just the audio play in the background, but I think that would probably be a little bit too distracting. For me, at least. He made me watch him do everything. My God, it, it made me sick. He made her. He made Bertha. I guess that's her name. He made Bertha watch him uh, make the sausage, which is really kind of twisted. This is really, I think this is supposed to be funny, but it's really cheesy and stupid. The sausages that I've eaten uh, were made from human flesh. <laughs> it's, it's fucking soil and green. The sausages are people. <laughs> I love how he's the Mike, the reporter, is more concerned about. Uh, getting the story than he is about saving Bertha. And it's over, so, um, yeah, I'm gonna have to, uh, talk a briefly about my, uh, my, my, my thingies, even though there are no credits to speak over, but, yeah, please visit the, uh, B-Movie Bonanza blog at bfmovies.blogspot.com, um, and my personal blog, Sleepless Nights, writer Brandon4.blogspot.com. Follow me on Twitter at Brandon Ford, all one word. Um, you can also add me to your Facebook, um, Facebook.com forward slash writer Brandon Ford. And uh, please don't forget to. Pick up some of my books by going to Amazon.com, hitting the search uh, drop down, and um, selecting books and typing in Brandon Ford. There you'll see my Amazon author page as well as number of my titles. So please support the small presses and struggling author by picking up some books. And Thank you for spending these 80-some-odd minutes with me. And until next time, this is Brandon Ford signing off and going to bed.